0: So what, we watch anime, so what, we play leak? we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, so what, we stay in, it don't bother me, living young, pale, and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast episode 253 for what's June, uh, wait. It's July. July fifth, two thousand twenty. My name is Nathan Reeton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain.
1: I think if uh if Hitler wrote a book on arts and crafts, it would be called Minecraft.
0: I I um I don't like the way that this podcast is starting. <laughs> just, just all right, guys, that's it. That's our show for today. We'll be back next week. Um Anyway, we have with, I have with me, uh, Andrew Roa McFain.
1: I'm, I'm here. Here And,
0: and where, where can we find you? Uh, sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i online. Uh,
1: Roa.website, you know?
0: Yes, yes, um, website. And then what games have you played this week? I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Doom 2016. Oh yeah, how's that? How's that going on your uh, Raspberry Pi?
1: How dare you? Um, I actually so uh, I had I played it for the first couple of hours, um, without changing any of the graphics settings, and right. I was like, man, something feels really, really off about this. Like it felt good, but it could have felt better. And then I realized that uh, it start it, it has was it adaptive uh, vertical resolution sync on
0: yeah it has adaptive resolution I think or something like that
1: well, no it had um adaptive vertical sync which is uh, something that like most of the time isn't a thing anymore um I remember God it was a long time ago. Uh, Whenever I first discovered that, but it's, uh, it's like adaptive resolution, but it's where, like, as long as your frame rate is like a multiple of your resolution or uh, of your monitor's refresh rate, then it tries to stick to doing Vsync but then if it if like fluctuates too much then it stops doing vsync and like i don't know it was dumb. Uh anyway, I turned that off, also switched from dx11 to vulkan and set all the graphics to maximum and I'm still getting 200
0: fps. Oh yeah, that game is ridiculously well optimized. Yeah. And and um, I know you hate that word, but like it really is. It uses uh, vulkan. It,
1: it it runs I remember whenever it came out on the Switch and it was still running at like 30 FPS and still looked really good. Yeah. So, like, any, anything that can scale that well is a well made
0: game. Well, and, yeah. And it's just, I've seen computers that just should not be able to run a game like that still running it at over 60 frames a second
1: it's, just because it's,
0: it's so good.
1: It's a testament to how good id still is at making game engines. Id Tech is and always has been a good engine. And that's and... why whenever,
0: whenever a game comes out that runs like crap and it doesn't look that good, I'm just like, look, like fucking four years ago, we had <laughs> Doom come out. And that game runs on like at least 150 frames on like a potato PC and yet you can't get this fucking platformer running with frame rates that are acceptable, or WWE 2K20. <laughs> well, but, a lot yeah. of them, keep in
1: mind, is, it, it's because everyone just uses Unreal Engine and like doesn't actually put any effort into doing
0: any of the back-end stuff. That's true. They use Unreal, or they'll use like Unity, and... Yeah. Ne- I don't hate Unity, but it's not a very good system. The
1: more that I've... So I've I've been watching um, AI and video games on YouTube a lot. Right. And the more that I learn about, uh, like, double and triple A game development, the more that I understand why Unreal is so popular and Unity is only popular among indies. Yeah. and it's because Unreal just has a way better feature set. Oh, yeah. Like, people assume that Unity like comes with a bunch of basic stuff, but it really doesn't. Um, whereas Unreal has a full-on AI system that is just like drag-and-drop puzzle pieces, more or less, and you can build a fully functional game out of the box with Unreal.
0: Whereas with Unity, if you don't know any C Sharp, good, good luck. So, what you're telling me is that we need to build an Unreal Engine game, but use Unity assets. So we can have the worst of both worlds. (laughs) I guess you
1: could technically do that.
0: I don't know. The licensing for those objects might be like only. Licensing? (laughs) Licensing. I don't want to get sued by Epic (laughs) or Unity. (laughs)
1: Uh, no just steal them from
0: indie
1: 3d modelers it's fine they oh. don't have legal teams all oh, right
0: right yeah <laughs> i'm like here's five dollars to your patreon go go away now um yeah so what other games did you play you, should, you played doom mm-hmm. and anything uh, else um
1: it, i got that uh i got that 51 worldwide classics thing
0: oh yeah yeah that uh it's board it's game. like the the it's the board games but they're like they're like not real board games they're like una and oh, yeah yeah, so
1: yeah they're not... it, uh uno is is last card right um but yeah and i've been kind of messing around with that uh it's Is it kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. Good. I mean, it's Good. board games. Board. It's it's kind of amazing how like old card games still hold up after all this time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still playing some tabletop games. So like after this, I'm gonna go play some Pathfinder. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know, tabletop right. games, games like that, they hold up. It just gets people together. Uh, did did you do anything else? Anything exciting? Fantasy Star. Um, no, I
1: haven't. I haven't touched Fantasy Star in a while now. Um, uh,
0: have you played any any phone games? Yeah, I've been playing Azure Lane.
1: Uh, I think I, I think I talked about that last week. You did.
0: You did. It's the Walking it's Simulator. Boat. I don't. I don't. No, it's boat it
1: boat girls. Oh, right, boat girls. Yep, it's girls who are anthropomorphized anthropomorphized. Anthro,
0: they're yeah, boats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're girl, they're boat girls. They're so boats
1: they're... with big old anime boobies. Perfect. Well, actually, it depends on the type of ship. Most destroyers and frontline ships are lollies, and then the main ships, the heavy gunners and like uh, aircraft carriers, are uh, mature women.
0: Um, Have I ever told you how bad of a person I think you are? Because you play games like that. Um All of them are based
1: off of real ships, too. Of course they are. and Just like, like that... their their personalities and designs are based off of the real, like, like, ideas behind the ships. like the the one girl that I'm working on getting what's going to take forever was uh, the largest German ship ever created. And so, like, she's got these two giant metal dragons that are boats that that fly around behind her. But she's also a mommy, uh, a mommy GF type uh, because the person that she's named after was seen as like uh, the father of the homeland.
0: So I just want you to know, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Retin, uh, YouTube, uh, Retin or Retin Entertainment. You can find my stream 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time, most weekday nights uh, at Twitch.tv/reaton because how's that I, how's that going? I'm an affiliate. You did it. I did it. I'm Yay! Affiliated. Yeah, so I got affiliated. I am now earning eleven dollars a month or something like that because I had a couple friends subscribe to me using cool. their using their Amazon Prime subscription. I didn't even think about um, that. I'll I'll do that. I'll do it yeah. right now. Cool. Thank you. So I am get getting money from twitch now and i have a friend who does um the like the emoticon stuff because after you get affiliate you get the ability to have your own emoticons in your chat i think yeah i don't know how it works and so i spoke with her she does them i gave her like 20 bucks and she's gonna make a, a few different emoticons for me and um yeah so so twitch is going pretty well Uh, You can find this podcast um, everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. And and, uh, just go on there. If you're on iTunes uh, and you want to rank us, you can rank us a uh, 5 out of 5 and leave a nice comment. I had a friend who I was talking to, and they're like, oh, you do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, here it is. And they're like, oh, okay, is this the one? And I... They they gave me a picture. I was like, "Yeah, that's the one." They're like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna I'll start off from episode one." And I was like, "Don't don't do that. That's, that's... a terrible idea." <laughs> we weren't good for like the first 100 episodes. Um, and now the only thing that's improved is the audio is a lot better. But that's about it. the The content content still sucks. So, anyway, you can find me everywhere. I played uh some Overwatch. You know that's boring. Uh I played some Persona 4 Golden. Such a good game. Uh I don't know why Connor hates that game so much like he hates Persona. Um but I really like it. I have fun with it. I think the story is really good. The universe is really fun. Um I fr- I didn't know that Catherine is in the same universe as Persona. Wait, what? Yeah, Catherine is part of the Shin Megami Tensei universe. Wait, Shin Megami Tensei is all one big universe? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they're all like connected kind of. Oh.
1: Well, yeah. I thought I thought that Shin Megami Tensei was just like the the game designer behind the first Persona game. And, like, they just kind of use his name in the same way that they use Tom Clancy.
0: No, Shin Megami Tensei is the series of games. Oh. So, um... It's kind of like Final Fantasy, except for... So they have a lot of contained stories, but they are all within the same universe. Except for Final Fantasy, they're all contained and not in the same universe. Shin Megami Tensei, they are in the same universe. So, like, uh... Digital Devil Saga, Nocturne, uh, the Persona games, Catherine. Apparently, they're all within the same universe, kinda. Uh, and there's, a, you know, of course, we talked about Nocturne, how there's apparently Dante's in the Shin Megami Tensei universe from uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah. Uh, um, huh. So anyway... Uh, I thought that was a, a neat little thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that does make sense that they're all, that Catherine's in that universe, but it was weird. Uh, and then I played some Micro Mages. So I got that Itch.io bundle, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, it has Micro Mages, which Micro Mages is a great little game uh, that was released last year for the regular Nintendo. Um,. And Mm -hmm. I saw there was a little mini-documentary, like 20 minutes long, where they went through how they were able to make the game 40 kilobytes in size. They had to make it under 40 kilobytes so that it would fit on an NES cartridge. And uh, it took a lot of work. It's written entirely in assembly. Probably. And um, I was like, man, I want to play this with friends. And if you buy the game on Steam, which, by the way, Micromages is only $5 on Steam. If you don't have it already, get it. It's really good. And it's worth $5. So you can buy Micromages on Steam, and if you buy it on Steam, you get remote play. But if you don't have it on Steam, like you get it from the Itch.io bundle, then you have to figure out another way to play with friends online. And I found out that just, way. Just use Netplay in, uh, in an emulator. No. Oh. Not gonna do that, cause cause it is it, it's made for the PC too. So there's an exe and everything. It's not it's not like you. Well, I think you do get the ROM, but uh, what I did was I went to my remote play section on my uh, on my Steam console, and I looked for a game on there that I probably wouldn't play, like Use Your Words, and you browse to That's... use.
1: Why you were user playing Use Your Words.
0: Yeah, so what you do is you empty out that folder and then put the Micromage's directory and everything in there and then change the EXE to the whatever the EXE was of the other remote play thing, and it will start up and you'll be able to do remote play that way. You know you, you can
1: just add a non-Steam game to your library, right? Yeah, but it won't let you do remote play with it yeah it will no it won't you you could you could just uh i wasn't able remote to play if you if you launched remote well so are you doing it from a steam link or are you doing remote play from pc to pc pc to pc oh okay so maybe yeah. so i don't it, know if i've tried it that way because like with the yeah. steam link it it starts a remote desktop session
0: that's and... not that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is the remote play together thing where I can share my screen with you and we can play the game oh, together. Yeah. This is Parsec. I this, no. I'm not setting up a Parsec server to fucking do that. Server. No. I what is Parsec? Maybe I'm getting two things confused. I think you
1: are cuz it's just you just run it on your computer and they run it on their computer. And you send them, like, an invite code or something like that. And then they can play games on your PC. Like, it's just, it's just remote play, but it's a third-party service. And it's, uh, like, better than remote play, from my understanding.
0: Uh, you know, I, I, just, I, I, had... I just
1: use it for remote controlling my PCs, like, on my network. Because it, it's so
0: fucking good. I use um, a thing called Synergy. I don't know if you've ever heard about it or if you've ever isn't used it, it. Isn't that for
1: like isn't that just a a virtual KVM switch?
0: Yeah, it's a virtual KVM switch. And I got an email from them. So I purchased Synergy and I got an email from them that was like, "Hey, so we're working on Synergy 3. Uh Synergy 2 wasn't our proudest moment." <laughs> like they put yeah, that in the no email. No shit. Apparently, Synergy Two was really bad it was it was so I also
1: uh, had Synergy, and I got the beta for Synergy Two, and it looked like something it looked like like a janky Linux app. yeah, that like like if you've ever done multiple monitors on Linux and and, and you've tried to use a, a GUI app for that, that's what it looked like. It was awful.
0: Yeah, and uh, I I haven't had any problems with it. like Functionally, it's mine. Uh, But they're like, okay, anybody who has Synergy 2 or whatever, you're automatically going to be updated to Synergy 3. I'm like, oh, sweet, this should be made pretty pretty soon. And they're like, 2023. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Why? Why send this email? Just be like, hey, we're working on it. We're not going to give you a timeline. Come on. Um, And the last game that I'm going to talk about that I played was Hard Space Shipbreaker.
1: Oh, how is that? Because I've been really thinking about getting that, but I've only seen one video of it. And I was like, "Eh."
0: it's, it's cool. Um, I really like it. But like, I can see that it's kind of monotonous. I was playing through one of the missions, and, and for me, taking apart the ships and getting the right stuff, uh, it's kind of like a puzzle, and you figure out like different things that will make it go quicker. And so I'm actually getting to the point where I'm getting like a million or two million credits per run. But uh, I need to level up, and leveling up is a pain in the ass. And then I'll be able to get more dangerous ships later on. But the, for the entry level ships, it's really fun. Cause you can just go in there and you take apart things. Uh, I did figure out something though. So they tell you in the tutorial, like, okay, you go to the airlock, go through the airlock and then after you're inside the ship, you have to, uh, depressurize the inside or pressurize? no, depressurize the inside of the ship. And I figured out why was <laughs> because I had been doing, I had done like three or four runs and I was been getting kind of overconfident, right? So I go into the ship, I do all the stuff that I'm supposed to do, except for I do not depressurize the inside, <laughs> and then I blew off one of the panels inside, <laughs> and uh, I got launched from the ship. <laughs> so- that was
1: the coolest thing when I when I watched uh, I watched robots play it because uh, he got sponsored to play it, and that was that was what made me go, oh my god, I kind of want to play this now, yeah, because. Yeah, he blew the door off, and, and then just everything fired out the side, and he died. And I was see, like,
0: oh, that's so cool. See, I didn't die. I got lucky. I just got shot out of the ship, because I was, like, right <laughs> underneath the panel, so it just shot me out. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, So I got lucky. but uh, And then I figured out that, like, you have two tools. You have, like, a, a grappling tool where you can pull stuff around, and then you have a, a cutter, which has two different modes. And I figured out you need to be very careful with the cutter because, like, there's a bunch of debris in the ship. And if you set something on fire, everything else sets on fire, and then you set on fire. So that wasn't <laughs> good. So there's a, a lot of things you can learn when when playing that game, and it's it's pretty fun. I would say for the asking price, it's definitely worth it. It's only 20 bucks, so it's not like a $40 or $60 game. It's $20. It's worth it. Um... Yeah, so Hardspace Space Shipbreakers, fun game. I know Parallax Abstraction has been playing it too, so you can talk to him and ask his thoughts on it. Um, anyway, let's move on, and we're going to talk about some stories. What stories are those? We're going to talk about—now, this is not something many people are going to care about, except for me, and maybe you, because you do IT work as well. Um, Windows is including their own Windows 10 file recovery tool. Wow, it, it only took them like 25 years, but they're finally doing it. Uh, I thought that they should have had this a long time ago, and also I do not like the way that they're doing it. But it's the same way that every other so-called file recovery tool does it. Well, I understand. I don't like that it's in command line. I don't like that there's like not a GUI interface. Oh. It feels a little janky. I didn't know that. Yeah, it says. Uh, it says here from TechSpot. It says the app, a portal, uh, appropriately named Windows File Recovery, is a command line utility that can oh. attempt to recover deleted files from internal and external drives, as well as USB devices and even SD cards. Uh, it supports JPEG, PDF, PNG, MPEG, Office files, MP3, MP4, ZIP files, uh, and it. it Goes across NTFS, FAT, It should theoretically handle anything. It should theoretically handle anything. Yes, I would imagine. Um, so it, apparently, the tool offers three modes: default, segment, and signature. Default mode is recommended for NTFS NTFS files that were recently deleted. Um, if you're dealing with content that was deleted a while ago or after formatting a disk, try segment, then signature. This is why, if you ever format a disk, always make sure to go through and uh, like run a thing that will zero out everything.: Only if it's an actual hard drive. Uh, even if it's an, an SSD.: No. No, I, I'm telling you, you can do it. Yes, it will use up rights. It will use up a
1: lot of rights, and it's generally not necessary because most more recent SSDs have security hardware built in that will scramble the bits for you as things are marked for deletion.
0: Oh, okay, uh, good, good, good.
1: Or or there will be some, like, utility from the manufacturer that will do that without using a, a bunch of rights.
0: Okay, because I... Th- this is like, if you ever have documents that you don't want the government seeing type thing. <laughs> like... Yeah. You want to make sure that everything's zeroed out because you don't want them grabbing that. And data. if you're if you're straight up wanting to get rid of a hard drive or an SSD for that
1: matter, uh, just destroy it, yeah. smash it into tiny pieces. That's yeah, the hit best it with way. a hammer.
0: Yeah, hit it with a hammer. Um, so I think it's it's neat. So it says uh, it says here that it's already available, so you can. Uh, get it as a free download. I've always thought it was weird that Microsoft didn't have their own file recovery tool. So I sent that to my old uh, coworker. He used to work at a file recovery place, like where, like they have a $2 million clean room. And I found out that uh, I saw a video on the place and I was like, Hey, Hey, look at this. And he's like, Oh yeah, Uh, that's actually a million dollar clean room, but they had to bill it twice that's why it's called a 2 million dollar clean room <laughs> because um apparently they had they had hired somebody to build the room that was like oh yeah i could do it i could build a clean room that'll be fine but he didn't know what he was doing and so they had to have some like a professional come in the next time and actually build it correctly
1: oh this is so weird uh, so i'm i'm looking at the download yeah and uh, for one, the release date is January 2020. So either this has been out for a while and just kind of flew under everyone's radar or yeah. they just said that for some reason. Um, but also, it's a Microsoft Store app. Really?
0: Yeah. That's weird.
1: It is really weird to me because, like, why would they bother publishing it on the Microsoft Store if it's a command line utility and like even the
0: screenshots it's it just straight up runs in like command prompt (laughs) like i mean i use command prompt for a lot of things um have you ever used robocopy oh yeah uh robocopy is great uh because it's it's i think it's a lot better than just dragging and dropping like for 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 a vast amount of files if it's just like you know, pictures or something, it doesn't matter. But if you're doing, like, a entire directory, it's better to use Robocopy. Uh, I also... You need to know, as I did this at a job where I was transferring uh, four terabytes of data, and I was trying to copy what, that disk over to a new disk. And, uh, yeah, so if you swap around source and um, destination... Uh, it wipes the entire drive, so you you don't want to do that because uh, I, I yeah. totally did that. That's yeah. uh,
1: that's kind of the equivalent of uh, doing a, a DD, uh dd in Linux, and you you set the the target slash destination wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's... You don't,
1: you don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might have ruined somebody's day uh, mm. and my own day by by doing that. So. Anyway, there's there's
1: even like a help guide and stuff. Now, it does say applies to Windows apps insider preview. So I wonder maybe that's what what this is, is like because it, oh. it really feels like it feels like something you would have gotten off of uh Sys uh, Internals or right. something
0: like well, Process Explorer or something like that. Maybe that's why it says January was because it was an insider preview thing. For a yeah. long time before it was released to the public, but it,
1: like it's cool that this exists. But honestly, for like an end user, I would still more recommend Recover.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I'll probably use the Windows one just to test it out, just to see how it runs. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Uh, we're gonna talk about Discord. Hey, we're talking on Discord, uh, and apparently, oh Discord gosh. is is rebranding. Because they are shifting away from gaming, which i I don't like, I mean, I get it, but I don't I like get it, it. Uh, I, yeah,
1: um like they're not changing their name, and I think that's good. uh I don't even think they're changing their logo or anything, are they? They're just
0: like changing their target, which I think is fair, yeah, they're changing their marketing so that it'll appeal to more people because. I, I mean, I do see a lot of people using Discord that aren't really interested in gaming. It's just a good, you know, platform for people to talk to each other and uh, have video calls and stuff like that. So I can see why they're doing that, but I kind of don't like it because they started off with gaming. Like, that's that's their core audience. All right, then
1: don't be a gatekeeper.
0: I'm not being a gatekeeper. I'm not saying that people can't Don't. use Discord. I'm you saying you getting
1: that... mad about the normies moving in on your gaming voice platform.
0: Yes, they have Skype. They can do what they want on <laughs> Skype and Slack. I and want Zoom. my gaming. Yeah, and Zoom apparently is a big one, right? Um, we actually use Zoom at my last job, and uh, I'm it's okay, I guess. I prefer. Discord, I hate it, honestly. Uh, why? Why do you hate it?
1: Because it's. It's clunky, and it's got a bunch of shit that's always running in the background. And if one thing fucks up, then the whole thing is broken, and you got to reinstall the whole damn thing. Like, made my life miserable at, at my last job. Yeah.
0: So, back back to Discord. It says, You can see all the changes uh, reflected in the company's new website, which includes an updated tagline, Your Place to Talk. No. That's a pretty generic tagline. (laughs) Uh, Notably, the landing page mentions games only once. Uh, Discord spends a lot of time in a blog post saying how the change in branding is a reflection of how people use the platform. says, looking ahead, we want to focus on the experience and people that matter to you, and that doesn't always include games. I think they are incorrect because the people that matter to me only play video games. Uh, in many cases, you told us it doesn't it doesn't include games at all the company said however that it doesn't uh what it doesn't mention is that the change in focus may have been necessitated by higher financial stakes and more mainstream ambitions yeah which yeah of course they want more money and while gaming is huge and pc gaming is huge um they want to expand, and they want more money. Like, obviously, you're going to appeal to more people if you don't focus on just gamers. And, like, they,
1: yeah, they got their start trying to be the gaming-focused Skype replacement, but in all fairness, they kind of, like, brought a Slack-style communication to the general public before anybody else. And even Microsoft Teams like has more of a barrier
0: to entry in my mind than Discord does. Well, Microsoft Teams is uh part of it is so when we were at when I was at my last job, we used Microsoft Teams quite a bit. My one of my coworkers and I would communicate there. And uh apparently they were like free for the first year and then they're like, "Haha, we're charging you now." So, oh, yeah, because
1: they're, they're totally shutting uh, Skype for Business now.
0: Which is so weird, because they just came, like... So they had, like, MSN business stuff for, like, quite a while. And then, like, five or six years ago, uh, I know because I was working at um, Keith Manufacturing at the time, that's when they switched from, like, the MSN thing to Skype for Business, like, fully... Integrated Skype well, and Skype for Business together, and they they got rid of like the MSN one, like all together. You, you uh, know why
1: though, right? Why? They, they bought the Skype brand. Well, I know that, and then they just reskinned the Microsoft Link client to look like Skype. Yeah,
0: well, I understand that. I, I and understand. That's, and I they're
1: get, they're getting rid of Skype for Business because Link fucking sucks.
0: Uh, I agree. Yeah, Skype for Business was not good. I I, I used it a for, bit, but it wasn't great. For
1: how like much that teams requires some learning, and I still don't quite know how to get the same functionality out of it as compared to Skype for Business, it is a hell of a lot better of a baseline framework for them to build off of than Microsoft Link was.
0: But that's just, I find it funny, why not... Just switch it instead of doing Microsoft teams, just be like, Hey, we're updating Skype for business to be, to be what what teams is. Right.
1: So, and in that, in that way, I wonder if it is again, a marketing decision because you're going to have a lot of people like myself who think, Oh, Skype for business. Bleh. That's um, true whereas they're trying to go after the people who abandoned Skype for business and went over to Slack. Yes. And, because that's what Microsoft teams ultimately is. It's a Slack competitor. Yes. There's,
0: so there's Slack and there's something else. Doesn't like Amazon have their own, there's another <sighs> company that has their own like Slack competitor, but there there are a lot of smaller
1: companies that have their own like chat app thing that ultimately is just Slack, but, right with their own twist it's like all those companies that have their own email clients that still just interact with exchange at the end of the day right but in any case i i tend to think that that's what discord is going for is trying to hit those people that they want something along the lines of slack or teams or skype uh but they want it to be better and really like i said from the time that I first started using Discord, Discord is just Mumble, which to me is was and still is in some ways the best VoIP client in existence. But it's using a fancy, easy to use uh, JavaScript front end, like it. It that's really what it comes down to, yeah. Because um, like Mumble has a lot of trouble with getting a server started and all that. Whereas discord, you just go, I want to make a community for my school. And then you're done. Like it's just as easy as making a Facebook page. So like the, this kind of thing is there's a huge opening in the market for something like this. And discord is very much poised to take advantage of that. I would not be surprised one bit if within the next year or two, we saw Discord for business show up, honestly, or like an enterprise uh, subscription model or something where you can have private Discord servers that are self-hosted.
0: That would be neat. I don't know. uh, I know companies would probably use that, but... Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. It would be... they, They would basically be selling Discord... Slack, where you have your own servers sitting within the company, and only other people within the company can see any of it. So you, know, you get all that security stuff, but you, you know, also get the really
0: good functionality that comes with Discord. You know, if I were a good podcasting host, I would like clip that, and then like a year from now, when Discord actually comes out with a new uh, like a business thing, then I would. I would play that back, but that's not going to happen. We are just
1: call me Michael Pactor, Pactor, the Fuck
0: his name was. I don't care. He was an asshole. I I didn't have a problem with him. I, 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 I've seen uh, like a lot of people hate him because like he'll make predictions and they're like completely wrong. But yeah, I don't care. Who gives a shit?
1: He's a symbol of how pointless uh, analysts are. Because all it is is just going, ah, that'll probably happen. And then if they're wrong, then it's a surprise. And if they're right, then they're just God.
0: Yeah, so there's a guy in the the rest. I'm going to bring this back to wrestling. Um, And he's been running like a newspaper uh, for, or like a a newsletter for literally 40 years um, on wrestling. And... It's funny how, how often he is wrong about this. And even though he has like sources within the wrestling industry, but like sometimes those sources would literally just lie to him and then he would publish it in his newsletter. It's pretty much the same thing where he's like consistently wrong, but yet people still look to him and be like, Oh, Oh, look at him. He's, he's so smart. He knows so much about wrestling.
1: Wait. So it's just, uh, it's conservative media.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Conservative media. Uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about the next story. Fallout is getting a TV series on Amazon Prime.
1: <laughs> um,
0: they're turning everything into TV series now. Uh, they have The Witcher. Uh, don't they have some Persona anime that are out there?
1: They well, have
0: anime or one thing. Yeah, but they have. So, what was the other one? Oh, Lord of the Rings. They're having a Lord of the Rings thing uh, TV show, I think, on Amazon Prime as well. Um, and now they're doing Fallout on TV. And I, I'm i going to have to see it to see if I like it or not. Because this could go either way. It could be really good or it could be really bad. Um us see. Jonathan because...
1: Nolan and Lisa Joy. Jonathan what Nolan and Lisa on? Joy.
0: Are those the, the creators? Uh, Westworld, it looks like. Oh, so uh, it, might, it might be all right. I've heard good things about Westworld, the new one. I have not watched it, though. Um, it says Lisa Fallout... Joy worked on Burn Notice. Oh, you know, I really liked that show for, like, the first two seasons. Um, it says, Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours we could have spent with family and friends. So we're incredibly excited to uh, partner with Todd Howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, subversive, and darkly funny universe to life on Amazon Studios. My hope with this game, or with this show, is that, like, you know, there's the main trucks of of fallout where you're in a post-apocalyptic world you have you know kind of futuristic weapons and stuff and you have some like you had the uh in fallout 70 or i'm sorry fallout 4 you had the like sense and all that but my hope is that they include some of the 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 wacky shit like remember in fallout new vegas when you went to fucking outer space for some reason And there were, like, five robots that were pitting you, like, in ridiculous challenges. I kind of hope they include that stuff and not just, like, the main storyline, like, drudgery that they could devolve into. So I I doubt that
1: they're going to go this route. But I think what would work really well for something like Fallout would be an anthology-type thing where every episode focuses on a different person or group of people within the fallout universe.
0: That's what I was Uh, just thinking was that it would be cool to like, even if you have characters that intersect with each other and like, know each other, um, have like, Oh, this, this episode is dedicated to this character and they interact with the other characters. But like you see, like through like their eyes rather than like just following like a main character around all the time. Yeah,
1: or, or at least because yeah, I, I think you're right that having having at least some taste of the wacky shit would be really great, and I don't think people would expect it because most of most of the people who quote like Fallout have only played Fallout three and four and maybe New Vegas. Yeah. And like I, I, I most of them haven't even seen what Fallout 1 and 2 look like, let alone played them. And yeah, I, I think it would be really interesting if they kind of implemented some of the the more quirky writing in there, but I don't know how you do that if you stick with a with the same cast
0: uh, yeah. week after
1: week, you know. But like, like...
0: What I don't want it to devolve into is another Walking Dead. Yeah. Which I could easily see that Or even, or that even a Westworld.
1: Like, I don't, I wouldn't want a Fallout series to just be, like, another year, another season of Fallout, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would like, I, I want it to be, like, I want it to include a lot more of the zany stuff, because that's kind of, to me encapsulates more of what Fallout is than like, you know, The Walking Dead or Westworld and stuff because you have crazy stuff that happens. In one of the Fallout games, you run into the Doctor from Doctor Who. So uh, I doubt they're going to include that, but uh, (laughs) you don't run into the Doctor. You just, you, it's a random encounter. You walk across and then you're like, oh, there's the TARDIS. And it, it goes away before you're able to get to it.
1: Like I the worst thing that I could imagine would be that it is an otherwise very typical post-apocalyptic story, and you just see like background nods to fallout stuff.
0: That's what I'm like, worried
1: about. And and that's like I don't know because I've never seen anything from Amazon. Uh I, I know that what was it the, the man in the high castle or whatever was like their big breakout thing that put them on par with Netflix. But I, while, I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about anything else that they have put out since then. I watched, um, I watched the tick
0: and it was okay.
1: I guess, I guess that's all right then.
0: Yeah. So that was, I, the, the tick was it. It was an actual Amazon show. I I've only seen two seasons. I think there's three but it was it was all right i i remember people being excited about it coming back but
1: like i only watched a few episodes of the cartoon back in the day uh i thought there was some there was some live action thing with patrick warburton yeah was that a, was that a movie
0: no there I was don't a know. tv show
1: uh that yeah
0: there was a tv show where he played the tick and it was fucking terrible what what do you
1: mean you're like you like spoon
0: no, I don't mind that. Like, there's the animated show. The animated oh, you show mean, was great. You mean I'm talking the, about no, the, okay, the live action one was bad. The, the live action one was terrible. I, I really like the the a couple of those like zany cartoons from back then, like uh, uh, Freakazoid. Like, Freakazoid was good. Yeah, Freakazoid, Freakazoid was really good. The the only the thing
1: I remember from the Tick was Spoon, and my my current brain can only think of like, yep. Yep, I shopped at Hot Topic a couple times in my life, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's all that makes me think of is just, like, the yeah. fucking Waffle Song and, like, ha-ha, lol, random.
0: Yeah, it was... I liked Freakazoid, I liked The Tick, and those were kind of, like... And it, it wasn't that they were, like, anti-heroes, but it was, like, not the typical superhero TV show, and I thought they were funny. But... Let's move on to the next story, because Reaton's going to get really, really mad. Oh, yeah. So uh, YouTube TV is raising its price from 50 dollars to 65 dollars. I'm sorry, 49,99 to 64, 99. but yeah, 50 dollars to 65 dollars. The reason I'm mad about this is because, like, two years ago, I got YouTube TV when it was $35 and it was it was really good. I was like, "Oh, $35 a month." And I'm sure you can guess why I got uh YouTube TV. You can you can make a guess. Uh
1: to uh, watch uh uh to watch uh wrestling uh, Com- comedy
0: central. No, because that wasn't on YouTube TV. <laughs> um so the it was $35 and I was like okay. So if I pay $35 a month, I can watch WWE, I can watch AEW, and at the time I could watch Impact Wrestling. Um because even though like WWE network has their own like uh their own like Netflix type thing, um they're not allowed with the licensing to air the Raw and SmackDown stuff on the WWE network. That has to be on the USA and Fox networks. So I was like, I will buy this so I can watch wrestling. And then they raised the price to $40. So like two months or three months into me having it, they're like, we're raising the price to $40. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they were like, we're going to raise it up again. We're going to raise it to $50. And I was like, ah, this is getting a bit much. Fifty dollars a month—that's like my limit. Like, I will, I will do fifty dollars a month, but if it raises again, I'm gonna have to stop it. And then, um, they they decided to add some more show or more channels. Um, they are offering now BET, uh, CMT, Comedy Central, um, MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount. TV Land and VH1, and because of that, they have raised it up to sixty-five dollars a month. And I was like, "Holy fuck, no!" Um, and so I I stopped it. So it says here: it says um, it was thirty-five dollars a month when it originally launched. The price was first raised to forty dollars per month in early twenty eighteen, as it added Turner Networks, uh, which included TBS, TNT. Which is where you can watch AEW, CNN, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, True TV, and Turner Classic Movies. Um, costs went up again in twenty nineteen to fifty dollars a month when YouTube TV added Discovery's lineup of networks, and now with the addition of the aforementioned Viacom CBS channels, it's getting a price hike to sixty-five dollars. My question for you, Aroa, why don't they offer different packages? <laughs> Like, um like I'm fucking serious. If they offered if they were just like you want the base ones, pay $40 a month. You want to include fucking Cartoon Network and uh fucking Paramount, pay $65 a month. Like let me just choose what channels I want to watch cuz 90% of the shows or channels I'm not going to fucking watch.
1: So I'm I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through all the channels that are available. Okay. On my local TV provider. Uh, so for forty five dollars a month. Uh, you get one hundred and twenty five plus channels. Uh, I'm gonna see if these if these are available here. Uh, BET. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see. CMT. Yes. Oh, no, no, I, I'm looking at whether the ones that they list here that YouTube TV just added,
0: if oh, they're available on mine. Yeah. Okay, so BET, I'll, I'll, I'll list them out for you. So BET is included. CMT?
1: Uh, CMT
0: Music, yep, there it is. Comedy Central? Uh, I would imagine, uh, yeah. Yep, it's right there. MTV's included, I would imagine. Uh, let's
1: see, H. Um Yeah, I do get MTV. No, I don't get MTV yeah. too.
0: Okay, I which MTV. I don't think is included. Just normal MTV. Uh, Nickelodeon.
1: Okay. Uh, Nickelodeon, right there. Yep.
0: Paramount Network.
1: <laughs>
0: yep, right there. TB Land. TV. I would imagine. I think that's like TV Land. Yep. I think that's like old school, like Nick at Night stuff uh VH1 uh, older than that but yeah uh VH1 I'd imagine uh, that's included. Yep.
1: Yep, right there.
0: Oh, uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Per the original announcement of the new channels, YouTube TV has also uh got BET Her, MTV2, Nick mm. Jr, Nicktoons, Teen Nick and MTV Classic. Is MTV Classic where they actually play music? I think actually yes (laughs) wow uh so i will admit
1: um getting nicktoons if it's for that same price now that's the key thing if it's for the same fucking price then that actually could be a pretty convincing deal because uh if i try to get if i want to get that i have to get spectrum gold which is 90 dollars a month and that's for the introductory price uh, and and how much is the introductory price again? You didn't... It, it is eighty nine ninety nine a month for twelve months. Oh,
0: that's a so, lot of money. and
1: it probably goes up. It doesn't say here, but it probably goes up by a good like twenty or thirty dollars a month. But here's the, here's the difference.
0: You're 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 kind of making my point here. You can get different packages from your local yeah. provider. So, if you say uh, so I, I, I'm
1: also curious. Um, does YouTube TV include movie networks or sports networks?
0: Uh they have some um I believe I'm not sure about sports, but I know that they like with this they said they have like Turner Classic Movies. Um, so,
1: uh Spectrum Gold includes HBO Max, uh the HBO Max app. Showtime Stars, Turner Movie Classics, uh Stars Encore and NFL
0: Network. Those are all from not I don't know if they're all, but I know that like HBO and uh Showtime or whatever are not included and they are an additional fee. So like uh HBO I believe is an additional $15 a month on YouTube TV.
1: Trying to get to
0: So, channels. I here we go. I really Let me look this up. Wow, and they're geo-locked? Yep, they are geo-locked, baby. Wow.
1: Fuck. Which I don't nice.
0: which I did not like because um it meant that like I wanted to record and watch wrestling because it airs 3 like it airs 3 hours uh ahead. Obviously, in like New York and stuff, and then it will air at nine o'clock here. But I was like, oh, I should be able to record it early, and then once I'm done gaming, I can just fast forward through all the commercials and stuff. No, it airs it like at the proper time, which I was pissed off about. Um, I'm gonna see if because I still have YouTube TV, I canceled it, um, but I still have it for for right now um youtube tv ends in 20 days hpo max is an additional 15 showtime is an additional 11 stars nine dollars cinemax 10 epics is an additional six dollars a month curiosity stream is an additional three dollars fox soccer plus 15 amc premiere $5, $5, shutter, Actually, shutters the only one I would be interested in here. Uh, $6 a month. So, like, yes, they have them. Um, But they're fucking... You add up all of these, it's gonna be well over 120 bucks. So, I
1: am uh, I'm not still happy about it. have to deal with, like, ads and shit. Yeah. God. Yeah. This isn't... I don't understand what, like... I get why you're you're paying for it because you have to because wrestling. Fine. Right. Right. I don't understand why people pay for this shit for just TV. Right. Like, Like, why do you want to watch
0: TV? It sucks. It does. And and the only reason I got YouTube TV was because of how cheap it was. Like, I had a good income until I lost my job. I had a good income and I was like, I can pay $35 a month for wrestling. Like, I can afford to watch this and I watch a lot of wrestling. But, like, it's going up. It went up $30 and it's not worth it. It's, it's, you should, they should offer packages like your local provider does that will make it cheaper if you don't want to watch some of the shitty channels they're going to give you because you can't watch everything on TV anyway. Doesn't make sense to me. So, I have canceled my YouTube TV subscription. Like,
1: this would be more of a compelling sell if it included YouTube Premium, but it doesn't even include YouTube Premium. Right. So, if you also want to watch YouTube with no ads, that's an additional... God, how much do I pay for that? It's close to $20 a month now. The
0: only thing that I can say in favor of YouTube TV and If I had a bunch of people to share with, that would give me money every month. Then it would be reasonable. You can set up family members quote family members, um, where like I can enter in your YouTube email address or whatever, and you could have access to your own DVR library and all the channels that I have access to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I have a couple friends that I have been sharing youtube tv with but they don't ever use it i'm the only person that uses it so <laughs> like they're not paying me because they're not using it and i was paying for it already but if i if i had a group of people that wanted to go in and like you know pay twelve dollars a month for youtube tv then it would be worth it but you're not going to find people that are going to do that most people are going to be moochers and kind mooch of what's also
1: really shitty to me is that you can have up to six accounts, but only three of them can watch something at the same time.
0: Oh, I I don't know if they must have changed that at some point. Because I don't remember that being a thing.
1: Yeah, it says three streams and six accounts per household.
0: So, like, if you have kids, like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, like all watching something to get in their own. Like, I know people who have way too many fucking children. Yeah. Um, like three well, or hell, four kids,
1: like even even like not an unreasonable number of kids. Like if you have two, that yeah. and they each want to watch something different, and you and your spouse want to watch something different, that
0: then you can't. Yeah, uh, I, you know I mean this makes that's me still wonder a a weird sling. scenario. Sling is still like forty bucks a month, or yeah. thirty five bucks a month.
1: I know Sling is cheaper i want to know Well, you also still get a 10 you get 10 hours of dvr with that Wow. Well, uh, so um the, there's a the good sling just so you know and be- sling
0: orange but i believe with youtube they have um it's unlimited dvr unlimited dvr but it only saves it for up to six weeks
1: uh oh that i just read that actually yeah that it's nine months so
0: Sling Blue, oh, see, they have different, they have two different, so they have they do. Sling Blue, which is, uh, they say, good for news and entertainment, and then they have Sling Orange, which is good for sports and families. Yep. That is amazing. <laughs> and each, each package is $30 a month, yeah. and
1: Sling Blue still gives you three different streams, but it's $30 a month.
0: Yeah. Um and also, um I mean Sling. Blue, Whoa, Vice is on there now. Yeah, looks oh, like it. Oh shit! Sling Blue uh includes Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, Bravo, FS1, TLC, HGTV, TBS, A and E, AMC, Axis, uh, BET, CNN, um. Uh, MSNBC, TLC, TNT, USA, you know, I may be getting Sling Blue here. <laughs> um, it's,
1: it it is a legit good like plan overall. I've been trying to sell my grandparents on it for quite yeah. some time. Um, like, and them having uh Vice on there could be a pretty big deal for them.
0: Yeah, Vice is a big one. Um, I was just seeing, because they have USA, they have TNT, um, they have Sci-Fi, they have Nick Jr. I don't know if they have Nick, it doesn't look like they have Nicktoons, though. No,
1: that's, that's a premium channel, pretty much across the board. Is it? So I'm not surprised by that.
0: Well, it's Um, Nick, you know what Nicktoons is? Um, uh, is it the old TV shows? So, it can be sometimes it's basically like it's
1: nickelodeon without commercials
0: oh um, that's awesome
1: so instead of commercials they'll have like weird little uh indie animation segments and stuff yeah uh i used to uh whenever i was still living at home and whenever we still had tv that was like on my tv 24 7 because like it's just a constant feed of cartoons
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I like cartoons. So Are are there so do you know are there those the only two packages? I don't see any other packages.
1: They those are the only two packages uh at least that's how it has always been. Right. Um and I want to say there are two or three
0: like add-on packages. They they did say that they have like uh like they have uh it looks like they have a, a soccer package for ten dollars a month. There, and
1: there's like a sports package, I think, and a movie package that I, are like an yeah. extra ten bucks or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, so Showtime Stars and Epics are ten uh twenty dollars for the first month but then thirty dollars after that. So Showtime oh, oh, stars Sling Sling Plus.
1: Play. Yes. Aren't, no, um, so there's
0: there's limited time offer. It's, yeah. Oh, it's $10 Sling off plus. Sling
1: Plus. Those things?
0: Oh, I'm confused. No, no. It's $10 off Sling Plus, which is Showtime, Stars, and Epic. I think that's what it's saying. It's, uh, I think so. Uh, Am I wrong? Uh, but it also says 50
1: plus channels.
0: I. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is Sling plus Showtime stars and Epics.
1: Yeah. The um, website has always been.
0: really Yeah, confusing. this this is really weird. And then they also have the Air TV Mini. But anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, don't do YouTube TV. Do Sling apparently because it's way better. Like, yeah. pri- at least price wise, like you get to choose. Like, do you not give a shit about sports? Like, I don't care about sports. So I'm not going to get the one that includes ESPN, ESPN2 and ESPN3. Um but apparently it has Disney Wait, what? Oh, it's what? family too. So it's not yeah. just it's sports and family because I was like, why is the sports package including Disney channel?
1: <laughs> oh wait, Nicktoons is available. Is it? Yeah, Where's... Nicktoons channel is available uh it's part of oh kids extra it's uh you get eight more channels you get boomerang nicktoons uh nick jr teen nick disney xd disney jr and duck
0: duck all right okay uh and something else uh for five dollars that's not bad you know that that's not way bad at all that's way better than the 15 dollars they're adding to youtube TV. oh if you get both Sling Orange and Blue, it's forty five a month, not sixty. God, why is Sling so much better? <laughs> that is, like, I mean, there's so many. Like, I'm not gonna watch the fucking Lifetime Channel. Um, but you'll notice, I think but I, you I, might I, watch the
1: World Fishing Network.
0: Yeah, I'd probably watch that before American Baseball. Fuck baseball. Um, they have MTV too. They they do. Well, um, well, I'm saying, like, they have
1: all the things that, that YouTube TV seems to have
0: just added, and it's yeah. still cheaper. Well, and also, what I was going to say is, yes, it's 30 bucks a piece if you choose one or the other. But if you look, there's a lot of crossover. Like, A&E is on both. AMC is on both. Yeah. So you're really not adding that many channels to what you're going to have available. But, but still, so that, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. So it's and then nice. there are
1: a bunch of add on channels that you can do separately, so like a m c plus uh showtime a bunch of channels that I've never heard of yeah. docs
0: yeah uh, i might I might end up getting sling once I get a new job so yeah
1: uh or, or maybe
0: hmm. if there's if if I get a friend who gets it and they allow for family packages. <laughs> Uh, they, they allow I, me to they, log in. They, um, so that that was that was kind of part of why I
1: wanted my grandparents to get it. Oh. Uh, was because I was going to have them get it, because they actually care about TV. And then, like, if I ever am in a situation where it's like, man, I really want something on in the background while I do something else, uh, then I just have access to it. Because, yeah, you can have three separate streams, and my granddaddy ain't at home most of the time. So, uh... Oh, and well, that's I good. just found another I just found another channel that I think my grandpa would really like B.E.T. No, nah, warriors and gangsters, warriors and gangsters. Yeah, it's the, immerse yourself in the greatest collection of adrenaline, pumping, fist pounding, bone breaking excitement and thrills. And it's like Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, some uh, some movie called Tears of the Black Tiger. Uh, like. Yeah, this, this seems like
0: the ring kind of, ring of the honor movie. ring of honor is pretty good i like ring of honor and also uh, i believe that shows access tv which i don't think youtube tv has access to um and that's Ground where impact am breaking
1: music programming performances from
0: today's top comedians and hard
1: hitting mixed martial
0: what the hell kind of channel is this so impact tv is on um on Axis, I think.
1: Oh I think... yeah, Impact Wrestling, right yep. there.
0: Yeah, I think Impact Wrestling is what on Axis. The hell? Yeah, it's a weird.
1: Impact network. Wrestling, ozzy and Jack's World Detour, uh, live from Daryl's house. A show about a a blues singer, rock legends, rock and roll with Sammy Hagar. Wow, it, it seems like Impact hey. Wrestling is kind of outside of all the rest of this. Sammy,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We've, we've spoken about <laughs> we're just TV. we're just advertising Sling TV at this point. I'm gonna send them a send them a bill. Um, let's <laughs> talk. sponsor us, <laughs> please. I we could use a sponsor. Uh, they would be that would be a bad investment. Hey, hey, you should but... actually uh reach out, reach
1: out to uh, coldest water bottle. I've been using that for a little while. It's uh it's pretty good. Okay. It's gonna uh, it's gonna referral code.
0: Yeah. Let's move on, and we're going to talk about this last story, which is uh, something you brought up, which yeah. is Apple canceling some app, some Apple arcade game contracts to focus on hit games that will draw subscribers. So, uh, since I brought this up,
1: it's inevitable that I'm going to talk too much. So, please feel free to shut me up if I start rambling. That uh, uh, shut up. Oh, I'm, I'm joking. Go on, go on. Uh, so. Apple Arcade, Uh, if you don't remember when this came out, uh, I want to say that they started it last year. Um, It is a $5 a month subscription service akin to uh, Xbox Game Pass, where you get a bunch of mobile games every month uh, that you have access to. And there's this big old library of mobile games. They don't have ads. Uh, They're supposed to be like premium experiences and all that um and like the big deal about it is that apple is paying up front to fund these games so uh what probably happens with game pass i don't know if it's actually been confirmed and what definitely does happen with google's equivalent to this whatever their services on the play store uh with with most services like this uh you get paid based on user engagement with your product So. Uh, you fund your own game and then once it is out on the marketplace then as long as people are playing it you get paid so apple arcade did it the other way around where they would pay to make your game and then it is exclusive to the apple app store for some length of time at the very least before you can put it elsewhere um so the shitty thing here is that Apple has realized that paying up front for games that aren't casual, shitty mobile games doesn't really pay the bills. Um, I had a trial of Apple Arcade last year, shortly after it it came out, and there are a number of games on the service that I would say are narrative-driven. You're going to play it one time and that may last anywhere from in one case an hour to maybe four or five hours. And after that you're never going to touch the thing again. Um which doesn't really work out all that well if you're trying to keep people paying for a subscription service month after month.
0: Yeah, you're so, not going to you're not going to be like with Flappy Bird how everyone will just pick that up and play it for like 25 minutes a day. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So
0: uh They
1: highlighted Grindstone, which was kind of a a standout uh, among launch titles for Apple Arcade as a title that they want on Apple Arcade. Uh, Grindstone is, uh, if I remember right, it's like a match three kind of casual uh, puzzle game. And it has a lot of replayability, uh, would have microtransactions under normal circumstances, but does not um and that's kind of what they want is something that will drive repeated long-term engagement not so much the stuff that they were actually touting whenever they announced the service and that's kind of what i think is shitty uh i also really think it's shitty that there were multiple studios affected by this that will probably if they don't completely close will be hurt quite badly. Because right. they were expecting this money from Apple to be able to finish their fucking game, and now Apple is like, eh, "You're not really making a mobile game. You're making like a good game, and we don't want that."
0: Um, yeah, good that's games not really don't drive. Fair. Good but, guys don't dr- or good games don't drive the money. That like 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 they do, but in some <sighs> cases, at least,
1: I, I just think it's that hard. it's really it's really shitty that like. There's no way that it costs that much, it, it, to, to me. If it, depending on how many people are paying for this, right? Like, there's no way that it's that it's breaking Apple's bank to fund the development of mobile slash
0: Apple platforms as a gaming platform. It says uh, here, um, since Apple Arcade launched, Apple has added new games on a near weekly basis and there are now more than 120 titles available. Apple has funded work on many games that have been created for Apple Arcade, spending between $1 and $5 million on several titles so far. Right.
1: And I, and I get that. I get that, like, you don't want to spend $5 million on a game that is only going to bring people onto the service for one month. But I would want to know what their subscription numbers look like. And if they're sitting at uh, even a million subscribers a month, like then obviously they're making some level of profit, right? And I get it. It's Apple. They don't care if they're making some profit. They
0: need to make all the profit. They have like $100 billion in the bank. (laughs) I don't really give a shit what they're saying.
1: But like, it's also a matter of like thinking about this long term. And I don't know if they're really doing that because they're so unfamiliar with gaming in general. And this isn't like this isn't purely just a dig on Apple as a platform. Like the fact that you don't play games on Mac. Like I'm not I'm not going that route. It's just that like in general, Apple really hasn't been all that friendly to gaming. Like especially. Uh, whenever they introduced Metal and started phasing out OpenGL. Um, OpenGL is a cross-platform graphics library that kind of allowed for games to run on both Windows and Mac OS. Whenever Apple implemented Metal and tried to push away from OpenGL, they made it way more difficult for people to develop games for mac OS yeah,
0: and they need they need Apple something. platforms in general. It's like, a, now, now I could be wrong, but like that's a graphics API, right? So like Vulkan, right? Uh, it's Vulkan.
1: Uh, Vulkan is meant to be sort of the the successor to OpenGL. Okay.
0: And is Vulkan on Max?
1: Vulkan is there, but Apple does not really push it. Nothing like they did with OpenGL. Uh, yeah. Metal is sort of like Apple's uh,
0: DirectX. Just so you know, the Raspberry Pi Four. Has Vulkan support?
1: Well, I mean, it, it should. Yeah. I think uh, I think Android supports Vulkan now as well. Oh it's my uh, god, that's it, so good! It, it's because it, it's like a consortium effort between a bunch of different companies. Because having really cross platform APIs is good.
0: I really hope Vulkan becomes standard in games in the next few years because a lot of the be...
1: features from DX12 are in Vulkan, and like DX12 is is a really really good platform so yeah like it's just it's just a matter of getting people to support it and and same with this it's just a matter of apple needs to get people to want to develop games for their platform and also want to buy games on their platform and if you're going to fuck over developers like this and push away people who are looking for a specific type of game I don't know that they're really thinking about the long term as much as they should be.
0: Right. Um I don't like that they're they're probably going to be shuttering a bunch of companies. Basically because of this I could see a bunch of companies just closing down because they don't have that support that they thought they would have. Like how exactly. many times how many times has Microsoft done the same fucking thing? Um and I've always thought this well, I haven't always thought this, but since about two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I've thought getting into business with Microsoft or Apple is probably the scariest thing you could do. Oh yeah. And I I know I went to Mixer, so I'm kind of a hypocrite, right? But that was <laughs> on a different that was on a different side of things. But how many game studios have started working with Microsoft or Apple And then they're just like, oh, yeah, by the by, uh, we're not, we're going to close you down now. Uh, we're, we're stopping development on this. Um, there was Google as well. So, um, there was, what was it called? True, true life. It, It was a MMORPG that was being designed for the original Xbox. And I was super excited for it. Um, And then they just, Microsoft was just like, no, we're not going to do it. If you're an MMO developer and you get an offer from Microsoft, don't fucking take it. Or really any large company like that? Like every single time Microsoft has been like, oh yeah, we're partnering with Cryptic. I think they were working with Cryptic to design a uh, Marvel MMO. And it was going to be kind of like City of Heroes, but with Marvel characters. And then, for some like another reason, Microsoft was like, "Oh, we're not liking the development; we're shutting it down." And they do that every fucking time they get into making an MMO. Every time, uh, Apple is the same way. Google's the same way. Don't partner with with any of these major companies because they will screw you over in the end. It's it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. Like, funnily
1: enough, it seems like Amazon is the only one that won't just outright can your game they'll just take it back into closed beta whenever it comes out and it's bad
0: yeah crucible di- so crucible did that yeah um, that's what i was referring to well new world i think has similar things to it like they were making the game and they weren't finding it fun so they had to retool a lot of the stuff but then there was another one they had three games in development there was new world crucible and then some other like esports game that they were making and I played that esports game when it was in beta, because uh, they're like, "Hey, we want to offer you this beta code," and I was like, "Sweet!" And it was garbage. It was <laughs> hot garbage. Uh, and so they ended, they did end up canceling that game. But I'm sure that I, I didn't hear about a bunch of layoffs. I'm pretty sure what they did was they, they just, they just did some reorganizing, put the those guys on the other teams, but. Yeah, like, like I don't know why it is like.
1: What? What? Wait, what were? What were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say I don't know why all of Amazon's games have sucked so far, (laughs) like completely Uh, sucked.
1: Maybe it's uh, maybe it's because they keep trying to build everything in was it uh, lumberyard? Lumberyard,
0: yeah. Which is well,
1: maybe Crytek just isn't that great of an engine.
0: Uh, I mean. For anything judging, other than shooters. Judging from the performance of uh uh Star Citizen, I can say it does not run very well. <laughs> it, uh, we I saw get that. 30 frames a second um on on Star Citizen. You you and, remember
1: whenever EA was like, hey guys, take the uh take the engine from Battlefield and make a football game with it.
0: Uh no, uh, I don't and, remember uh, that.
1: Yeah. Whenever uh, fucking uh, Madden ran on Frostbite. Oh, no. And they, uh, because they, they they went through a period where they were like, every game runs on Frostbite now. And it was just because they didn't want to have to pay the licensing fees for like Unreal or something like that. So they, yeah. they just took the Frostbite engine and tried to retool it for all their other games. And that's why, uh, um, well, it's a big part of why Mass Effect Andromeda was so bad. It's oh. Because they had to build it in Frostbite whenever the rest of the series was made in Unreal, so they couldn't reuse anything. Oh no,
0: uh, that that would be why. Yeah,
1: yeah. So trying to make a an esports like weird ball game thing. I don't even know what the hell that thing was, but doing that with a with an engine that was originally made to to literally for Crisis, uh, you know, might not be the easiest thing in the world. Might not. Uh, be. But what I, what I was, uh, I'm gonna, the last thing I wanted to say on this, and it's not really a, a finishing off thing, but I just thought of a good analogy. This would be like if Epic paid for uh, Epic Game Store exclusivity on the game. The game got so far into development and then Epic was like, you know what, never mind," and then just didn't pay them. Like, that would be complete and utter bullshit. That would yeah. be
0: insane. And that's literally what Apple did here. I really uh, hope that they at least have to pay out a percentage of the contract or something. Like, i assume assuming they know. have to do something.
1: Yeah, I don't know all the details. And I, but yeah, I hope that these studios are at least getting something out of it. Because um, like, to my knowledge, they're not even really saying which games that they're canceling. Because like, nah. all of this was probably stuck behind an NDA where they can't even say that the game's in development. Because yeah. it's Apple.
0: So oh, we've we've spoken about it. Where Apple is super secretive. Uh, when yeah. I worked at Consumer Cellular, um, we had a meeting with all of the uh, like they would have a company meeting every year, every year uh, or six months. They would have a, a different company meeting. Just say like, here's how the profits are grown. Here's what the bonuses will be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then they'll also go through like the new products, and they're like, oh, we have a major product. And, uh, but we can't tell anyone because (laughs) the company we're working with is super secretive and we all figured it out that it was iPhone. Yeah. But like they, they wouldn't tell the people who would be selling the phones until about like two or three weeks before we started selling the phones. You, have you heard about what it's like to work at an Apple store? Uh, I think I have, but you can go on and then we can end the episode they so people in apple stores have
1: to watch the apple press conference to find out what the new iphone's going to be
0: that, they don't get anything <laughs> that is so stupid yes like i get being secretive i get having an nda like you don't want like especially in like game development or software development you don't want the buggy like alpha and beta footage released because then people are going to lose interest in the game um and that's kind of like what's happening with Star Citizen right you have yeah. so many it's been in development for 8 years and it's nowhere near finished right now but you have people who are just like oh it's never going to be released but if if they would have Let's say they had a different person who was publishing the game and gave them all the money that they have right now. And they came out a year ago and said, hey, look at the game. This is the alpha footage. People would be super excited for it still. Um, but people are like, oh, the game's never going to be made. Uh, so you don't want to always show like all the production stuff because then people get burnt out on it. But on the other hand, you should sell your employees when they're going to start selling a new fucking phone. <laughs> or like a new watch or something. Ugh. Anyway, I thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. I thank you, Reeton, for being here. You're welcome. And we will be back next week uh, talking about some more video game and, and entertainment news. Technology news, not entertainment news. We we're not like a, a gossip place but anyway we'll be back next. we
1: did talk about tv for like half an hour
0: we did do that but uh that's different that has to do with (laughs) uh technology goodbye bye